Week 6, Battle Plan, Armor, Fixing Adrenal Fatigue. I think this particular piece here is really going to resonate with many of you, and it's going to blow your mind when I help shed some light on this topic. When I researched this, I was astounded to learn how much of our addiction was physical. I want you to do me a favor. Think back on your life to a time when you felt a very real, very legit, true adrenaline rush. For me, I can come up with a couple of instances. There were a few times where, living out in the country like I do, I came within inches of hitting a deer. Maybe you felt this by narrowly missing hitting another car. One minute, you're perfectly relaxed, driving along and singing to Toby Mac, and then, instantly, before your mind can even register what happened, you narrowly miss the deer or another car, maybe even only by inches. Your heart flutters fast and furiously in your chest and your ears start ringing. Your blood pressure spikes and you have this intense feeling of hyper-awareness. Once the danger passes and you realize you live to see another day, your heartbeat slows and you begin to relax a little. I think that's probably the best example that most people can relate to. Other times I felt an adrenaline rush were when I was a teenager riding the newest, scariest roller coasters at Cedar Point Amusement Park. One of the most memorable times of a true adrenaline rush was when I got into a car accident many years ago. There was an instant flood of dread and panic that slammed me just as violently as the car that came out of nowhere. It was pretty bad. I broke multiple bones. I was out on the edge of town where it meets the super crowded, busy border of that metropolitan city. It's an area where people constantly drive way too fast. It happened so suddenly that I don't really remember much, other than it took a good 15 minutes for the EMS to arrive. By the time they got me on a stretcher and in the ambulance, the only one thing I vividly recall was shivering violently, teeth chattering and all. I want to break this down for you. Do you know what shock is? I'm not talking metaphorically or mentally like she was shocked or he had a shock after the incident. I'm talking about physical, biological shock. When the body releases adrenaline, it's because your brain instinctively recognizes immediate danger. First, when danger is imminent, in an effort to help equip you for the fight or flight response, your brain signals your heart to race rapidly in order to push all the blood flow from your extremities, like your hands and your feet, towards your core. This is a biological response to protect your vital organs and keep them alive above everything else. The more blood to your heart and lungs, the better chance you have of surviving. Never mind that your body can't distinguish what's happening at that moment. It doesn't know what the specifics are. All it knows is that the brain got a signal that danger is imminent, and the human instinct to survive alerted your natural alarm system that your vital organs needed to be protected ASAP. At the same time that happens, your body also releases the hormone adrenaline. Adrenaline is also known as epinephrine. This is what gives you the intense ability to focus on the dangerous or life-threatening moment you find yourself in. When adrenaline or epinephrine hits your bloodstream, it's almost like you get tunnel vision and block out everything else around you. This is so that you can focus 100% of your attention with your superhuman senses 
I'm the bear attacking you, or the deer ahead of you, or the mugger in front of you, or the steep drop of the Millennium Force roller coaster. As a result of the increase in adrenaline and the rush of blood to your core, your blood pressure actually drops for a few moments. God designed this incredible mechanism to give us extra power and ability at crucial, critical times in our lives. It's literally fight or flight, whether from another human or animal or landslide or flood or bombs dropping out of the sky or a car accident. Some people, affectionately known as adrenaline junkies, love that feeling. They get a high off of it. The rush, they call it. That's why adrenaline junkies will do all kinds of crazy things in order to feel it. They'll bungee jump off of bridges, go skydiving, rock climbing, whatever. There's a group of people I think about often. The fighter pilots tasked with protecting bombers from the enemy in World War II. My hubby and I enjoy watching documentaries, and I've seen several about World War II. I honestly believe those men were some of the bravest in history. I mean, they were young, like 19, 20, 21 years old, and they were fighting their enemies in the air. Think about that, peeps. Could you even fight your opposition on the ground? Those men were so incredibly brave. They not only had to be skillful enough to maneuver a plane, but they also had to be able to do it under immense pressure while dodging the other enemy pilots in the face of death. And at the same time, they had to fight back on the offense. I sometimes sit and think about the kind of adrenaline rush they must have experienced to sustain that level of intense life-or-death situation. Here's one thing I want you to consider, though. Whether rock climber or bungee jumper or fighter pilot, or car accident victim, none of them sustained the adrenaline rush for a long period of time. Some only mere seconds. Others, like the intense dogfighting pilots in a war, may last as long as 10 or 20 minutes, maybe a little more. But not one of them, not a single one of them, sustained the adrenaline repeatedly for hours and hours on end. I'm not even addressing the dopamine addiction of compulsive gambling here, which is the feel-good hormone. There are lots of podcasts and articles about the dopamine connection to gambling addictions. I'm strictly talking about adrenaline. Guess what else adrenaline does for us? It distracts us from the pain. That's why people often say they didn't know they got shot or like in my case of a car crash, didn't realize they had sustained broken bones or an injury during an accident. It's not that adrenaline keeps us from feeling the pain. We definitely feel it. WebMD says this on their website. One misconception is that you don't feel pain during an adrenaline rush. This is not true. You just may be too distracted by the adrenaline to experience the full extent of the pain. Yeah, folks, does that not resonate? How many times have you been absolutely perplexed at how you cannot understand the value of money or can't feel the pain of losing your entire paycheck? Well, there's your answer. Adrenaline keeps you so hyper-focused and distracted that you don't even notice it. It's like getting shot in the leg repeatedly over and over, but you don't acknowledge the pain of it because you're too amped up on adrenaline 
and too intently focused on your game in a way that you block out everything else around you. It's not like focusing at work or on a specific task. This is hyper-focused. You can relate to this, I'm sure. You know the whole zombie-like trance you fall into while gambling? That's what I'm talking about. That happens because your adrenaline has kicked in. Rapid heart rate, shallow breathing, wide eyes, flared nose, tense muscles, your senses alert, totally tuning out everything around you. People can call, text, knock on your door, and you won't care one bit. Your young cat can jump up on a shelf and knock down a stack of books, and you won't even acknowledge it. Ask me how I know. In fact, my focus was so intense at times that I truly thought I'd have the mental strength to determine the outcome of the next spin. Did any of you ever do that? Perhaps for you, it was a poker hand or some kind of sports bet. Maybe it was just me, but I'd stare intently at the screen, willing it to land a jackpot. Over and over in my mind, I would say, Big jackpot, big jackpot, big jackpot, come on, red gems, come on, red gems, red gems, red gems, red gems, as if I had the power to control the app with my mind. I was so sure that the more I focused, the more I could change the outcome. I must have looked like a crazed lunatic, staring at the screen with eyes as big as saucers, mumbling over and over, afraid to even blink. Of course, it never worked. Do you know why? Intense focus can't move mountains, but faith can. Jesus said so himself in the Gospels. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say this to the mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17, 20. For hours, we can stay in this state of zombie-like trance. Hours. Some people, maybe even days. I can honestly say there were times when I gambled from early morning until late at night. There's no relaxing or coming down from it, right? Especially not if you're chasing losses. I can't even tell you how many times I spent hours chasing some devastating loss, feeling the rush of expectation and hope when I got a small win, only to have the panic and fear set in when I lost it. Over and over, and over and over, hours and hours on end. I'd get a surge of adrenaline when I won $300, thinking that it was enough spins to buy me a real chance at a jackpot. Then, the rush of adrenaline slowed to a heavy trickle as I played down, one spin after another after another. As the amount in my player bank ticked down, the worry, fear, and panic would start to set in. My elation and excitement at the possibility of winning a big jackpot did a complete 180 and turned into anxiety, dismay, and revulsion at the thought of playing down to zero. But then I hit another win this time, say, $220, and my elation would spike again with new hope. Up and down, up and down, not over hours or days, but mere minutes. There isn't a roller coaster in the world that can provide that kind of ride. And when it was done, I'd often feel a true biological shock afterwards. When I finally set my phone down and ended my session on the app, I would start shivering violently, teeth chattering, body shaking, 
cold so deep I'd have to go take a hot shower and then sit under an electric blanket on high afterward. My blood pressure and blood sugar would be so low that I'd down a big glass of fruit juice, my body begging relief from the hypoglycemia. It's shock. That's all it is. Actual physical shock. If you felt that, then now you know. You were coming down from one serious, extended adrenaline high. In our case, it wasn't a rush. It was a flood that poured in and stayed there, rising higher and higher with each hour. My friends, I can't even begin to explain how unhealthy that is. In some individuals with heart disease or circulatory issues, it can cause a heart attack or a stroke. For real. In fact, that's where the term broken heart comes from. It's a literal syndrome based in biology. Johns Hopkins Medicine says this about broken heart syndrome. The heart muscle can be overwhelmed by a massive amount of adrenaline that is suddenly produced in response to stress. Excess adrenaline can cause narrowing of the small arteries that supply the heart with blood, causing a temporary decrease in blood flow to the heart. While there's only a slim chance you'll die this way, especially if you're young, it's all so incredibly hard on the body. There was about a two-month period when my hair kept falling out. My eczema flared up and I had headaches almost every day. And on top of that, I slept like crap. Not to mention, I gained about 15 pounds from the erratic binging of sugar and fruit juices. There's a whole list of negative health effects from people who have chronic stress. But chronic adrenaline rushes for hours on end? I can't even imagine the damage we're doing to our poor bodies. One of the newest growing areas of medicine is diagnosing and treating adrenal fatigue. It's a vague, misunderstood condition where your adrenal glands are worn out from working so hard. It's such a complex syndrome that much of it is still a mystery. Doctors still haven't identified this as an official diagnosis, but there are medical professionals who believe this affects the body negatively with specific symptoms. There's still a lot more to be studied, and effects can be different from person to person. There are some studies that show there may even be a link to cancer. Other symptoms include headaches, chronic low blood pressure, or conversely high blood pressure, feeling fatigued, or lethargic, weight loss, body aches and pains, skin issues, lightheadedness, insomnia, anxiety attacks, breathing difficulties, depression, low blood sugar, waking up tired or unable to get up in the mornings, specific food cravings, and so much more. One of the many symptoms I noticed that was along with big clumps of hair falling out, I started to go gray hard and fast. Before, I had a few small patches of gray on my head. But after months of gambling, I couldn't keep my roots colored for longer than a week or two. My mother always used to joke that we kids gave her gray hair. Now, I realized that wasn't a joke. There's some truth to that. I was slowly poisoning myself. Not with drugs, but with adrenaline. I don't know about you, but I compounded the issue by drinking an insane amount of coffee all day long. I suppose it was just instinctive. 
a way to keep me focused while I played. Caffeine is one of the worst things you can consume if you suspect you might be dealing with adrenal fatigue. So this week, we're going to work on fixing our adrenal glands. If you like to read and you're one of those information nerds like me who want to learn more, one of my most riveting reads over the last two months, or confession, I actually listen to audiobooks rather than reading since it allows this ADD gal to multitask, is a book called From Fatigued to Fantastic by Dr. Jacob Tietelbaum. I have an affiliate link on the resources page of my website if you want to purchase this and listen for yourself. The very first thing we're going to do this week is cut way down on our caffeine. You're already drinking more water, right? So now, cut down on the caffeine. I'm not telling you to cut it out altogether. Ain't no one prying my coffee cup out of my hands, foo. But you've got to cut it down. If you drink four cups, cut it down to two. Then, after a few weeks, take it down to one. And stop drinking soda. We call it pop here in Michigan. If you want one, have one occasionally when you really, really want one. But don't drink it every day or drink caffeine-free. Or if you were a person who drank three, cut it down to one. Hopefully by now you've been steadily working on your diet and nutrition, trying to eat more veggies and meat. But now it's time to cut down some of the processed foods and sugar. Back when I was at the height of my gambling, I'd go hours without eating, drinking nothing but coffee. And by the time I came down off that adrenaline rush with the shakes, I'd have to down a big glass of orange juice because my blood pressure and blood sugar were so low. However, drinking orange juice regularly on an empty stomach like that is just so bad for your glucose levels and your adrenal glands. A cup of hot tea with a little bit of honey would have been a better choice. Have you spent the last months eating sugary donuts or cereal or cookies just to keep the sugar in your system while you played? I promise if you cut that out of your diet or at least reduce it drastically, you'll be feeling a lot better soon. Take a detox bath. Guys, I'm recommending you do this as well. Forget being manly or worrying about what others might think. If you're not a bath person, I promise you'll love it. Get yourself some Epsom salts and put a cup of it in your bath water along with a tablespoon of baking soda. If you have it around, also add some calming essential oils like lavender, bergamot, chamomile, or sandalwood. If you can't get Epsom salts or don't have any essential oils, don't sweat it. Just take a nice relaxing bath with hot water. Add some soap or body wash for bubbles if you want. Take naps as you need to. You should be getting better sleep by now with your new sleep regimen, but don't be afraid or feel badly for taking a nap or going to bed early if you need to. Do whatever it takes to relax your mind. You'll already be working on this part as you take your one hour per day free from technology. But I also encourage you to take some of that time to do whatever calms and relaxes you. The key here is relaxation. Ask your spouse for a massage. Snuggle with your cat. Listen to nature sounds and practice deep breathing. It all really does make a difference. Quick tip. Magnesium is an awesome supplement for adrenal fatigue. Do some research on the best forms of magnesium to take in the proper dosage. 
or consult with your doctor. If you don't want to take a supplement, avocados are a fantastic source of magnesium. Mix up some guacamole to help fight the effects of all those endless days of adrenaline rushes. Other great sources are fish, leafy greens like spinach or arugula, and legumes. Like holy water, like sand on a bird, rain in a drought, it's all over now. When daylight comes over the line. 